Welcome to Tea, Toast, and Trivia. I am your host, Rebecca Budd, and I am looking forward to sharing this moment with you. I am delighted and thrilled that wealth and success coach, Kathy Dirksen, has joined me on Tea, Toast, and Trivia for a discussion on how envisioning and planning are essential in navigating the process of personal transformation. Kathy is a five-time Amazon number one best-selling author, coach, and mentor whose career is dedicated to helping women tap into their own greatness. She believes that we owe it to ourselves and each other to create lives that fill us with genuine joy. How do we define success? What benchmarks do we choose to measure success? Does success lead to happiness and well-being? These are the questions that we will explore today. I invite you to put on the kettle and add to this exciting discussion on tea, toast, and trivia. Welcome, Kathy. I have been looking forward to this conversation. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, I have been watching and following you on LinkedIn, and I must admit, Kathy, I really appreciate your way of embracing life. It's joyful. It's full of hope. There is room for learning and growing, expanding. The sky seems to be the limit for you. That's how I feel. That is one of the big picture ideas that I'm working with the business that I've started now. And, and the name Inspired Tenacity, the name of my company, that's kind of where that came from. Because I realized in making big changes and really creating a life that we love, it takes inspiration and tenacity. That phrase or those words just stuck in my head. And I thought, that's the name of my company. And I have some people say, what does that mean? That's a weird name. You should change the name of your company. And then I have other people going, oh, I love that. I know exactly what you mean. So I'm sticking with it. Inspired tenacity. I do like that because we have both in our lives. We are inspired by others. And then that makes us more open to the work that is ahead of us. I like to think, too, that the word courage belongs in the middle. It's again, going back to making any big changes and transformations in our life. We need that inspiration of what we really want to do, but then we need that courage to act on it, and then the tenacity to just keep going. That was a bit too long, though, inspired, courageous tenacity. So inspired tenacity it is. Kathy, you write that your mission is to create a cycle of wealth and success among women around the world. Could you tell us how you came to this purpose? Yes, it's a story that's over 10 years old now. My original career, my education is actually in biology. I spent 25 years working in medical genetics, mainly in hospital labs and public education. I'm a born biologist and will always love biology, but I was at a time in my life when I knew that I needed to make some big changes myself. My marriage was very toxic at the time. My work environment, where I was working at that moment, was also very toxic. And I just got to the point when I realized... 
I have to change everything. I describe it like I threw my life up in the air and reinvented it on the way back down. Part of that process was in really getting to know myself and reflecting on what is it I'm supposed to be doing next. And that's when I started getting a lot of clarity. Uh, My work in genetics was really mainly in the hospital labs where I didn't see people. It was just processing. And I recognized that I'm a people person, that I need to be of service. I need to be in direct contact with people. And then got asking myself, how can I help the most right now? A lot of my friends were going through divorce at that time as well. And I realized that finances was one area that women really needed someone that they could go to for information and a safe place to ask questions. At that time, I felt a calling that that was where I was supposed to go next. And in that rediscovering the direction I needed to go is when that kind of mission came to me that my role was to be that person that would help to educate and support women going through their own financial improvement and changing their life and making big choices. But then I also saw that as creating a ripple effect. So that ripple effect of I help these women, they help those women. I find in general, when women feel supported, they tend to reach out and support somebody else. So I really did see it as that ripple effect of women helping women and reaching out further and further and it becoming a global impact. So that's where that idea came from. So I've actually been working on that for many years now. And now with my new company with Inspired Tenacity, I'm taking it in a different direction. I'd worked as a financial planner in a corporate setting for about 10 years and really felt that I wasn't having the impact that I needed to have and wanted to have. Of course, being in any kind of corporate setting, you're really limited by the position you're in and what they want you to present and the services and products that you're representing from that company. So I felt that I wasn't having the impact I wanted to have in really helping women change their life and transform their life into where their dreams are, what they really wanted to be doing next. So that's where Inspired Tenacity came in. It's a blend. So I'm focusing more on the beginning part of women really discovering what they want to be doing now, what excites them, what brings them joy, what are their brilliances they're not using right now. Obviously, as a financial planner, I can bring those tools in as well. But in my mind, the money and the numbers are the last part of the conversation. The first part really needs to be creating that life plan. Because what are you planning for with your numbers if you don't really know what you want to be doing or what life you want it to be looking like next? So I love where I'm at now, my combination where I can now present the ideas that I feel are important. And I am not pushing any products. I'm not representing any kind of corporate setting. I'm just bringing the support I feel people need right now. I'm really excited about the change. Kathy, what is a definition of success? Is it financial? Is it career? Is it health? Is it purpose? What is the underlying feeling that people need to feel whole? to feel that they have lived a life that they were meant to live. The definition that I like to work with encompasses everything in our life, but is mainly that feeling that you're doing what you came here to do, that feeling of loving life, that you're excited about the life that you're living. In my mind, success is about how do you feel right now? So not about I'm going to have a million dollar company or things like that. 
if you're not feeling happy right now and feeling like you're on the right track and you're doing something that excites you and inspires you that you want to share, that's success. At this moment when I'm now in this whole new thing, obviously starting a new business and learning all this tech stuff that we all love and all these other challenges, I feel excited and I feel inspired and I feel like I'm bringing something and sharing something that's of value and that needs to be shared. That makes me excited and I'm glad to be able to do that. What benchmarks should we choose to explore personal affirmation? I always keep going back to that feeling. In our society, we do need to have things like education and money is part of our life that helps us to feel like we're safe and that we're doing the right thing. But to me, it all just comes right back to that feeling, that internal feeling that I'm on the right track, that I'm being of service. If you look at my website, you'll see that a lot of wording that I use in my programs, I use the word reignite is a huge thing for me because I feel that that gets to the core of it, that feeling of just being ignited and excited and energized. That to me is what we're looking for. Those would be how I would describe the benchmark that I'm aiming for. If I can feel that feeling of internal ignition that I know is almost like a volcano that you can just feel that warmth and that giving is spreading out and adding to the community, To me, being of service and I'm sharing my gifts to help other people share theirs is huge for me. A quote that I really have been embracing lately is by Howard Thurman. And it's, don't ask what the world needs. Ask what makes you come alive and go do it. Because what the world needs is people who have come alive. And to me, that says it all. If we focus on that, people figuring out what makes you come alive and go do it. So the more of us that come alive and the more of that positive energy that we're spreading out and sharing with others, that to me is what's going to shift the world. That's what's going to bring about more positive change. That's going to be just igniting each other. Like when you've got your candle lit and you lean over and light somebody else's candle, who lights somebody else's candle, who lights somebody else's candle, The first person doesn't lose any of their flame. Their flame is now shared and growing and expanding and creating more and more light. That's how I really see the value in what I'm trying to do. What I think so many other people are really trying to do as well, just igniting each other and getting all those candles going. So you believe in the power of one, and it's the sharing and building compassionate communities. We're all in this together, yes. Community, I think, is huge. So many people, especially right now, are feeling very alone, very isolated. And I think that is the other side of what's really going to make a big change. As we connect, build community, support each other, because we are all online, anywhere in the world, we can just connect with each other. Now I'm working on a podcast with a woman in Romania. There's women all over the world, Helsinki, Australia, South Africa, several here in North America, and the world has become a small place. We're just right here together. So I believe that we are all one big family. I would like to know about what's happening in the background. You have a special dog. 
Bella's behind me chewing on her chewy thing. <laughs> Could you tell us a little bit about Bella? Bella thinks she needs to talk when I do. She's almost a year and a half old. And yes, she is a, about 50 pounds of bounce. It's funny how she's got this thing about Zoom. I can be on Clubhouse or I can be on the phone and she doesn't need to talk. But when she knows I'm on Zoom, for some reason, she feels a need to be part of the show. Hello, <laughs> Hello Bella. Hello. <laughs> what a sweetheart. I'll have to go get her some more peanut butter. She loves her peanut butter. I'm hoping that'll keep her busy for a bit longer. <laughs> <laughs> you write, find the courage, take the leap. Bring life to your life. Transformation is not always easy. Kathy, what does it mean to reach our full potential? I don't think we ever reach our full potential because it's always changing. As humans, we actually are built for growth and change and evolution. You think of a small child, they don't just lay around on the floor. They naturally want to crawl, then they want to walk, then they want to run. We just do that automatically. We are, are reaching for something different, something beyond where we're already at. So I think and even as life goes on, you know, we finish high school, we may go to university. There's always that next thing that we're moving towards. I think that it's really more of looking at, again, that feeling of that I'm doing the right thing. I'm going in the right direction. I'm stepping into that next phase of what I'm doing. One of the things I focus on in my work is that I feel that a lot of us have gotten kind of stuck in day-to-day -day just doing life and not really feeling excited and not feeling like we're moving forward. And in particular, I focus on women 50 plus mainly because I find that we're in that age group where we've been mothers for a long time or we've been in a career for a long time, and we've almost lost track of who we are. What did I actually want to do with myself? What are those things that do excite me and that inspire me? I really like to focus on that age group and really help them to recognize again what their own brilliance and skills and gifts are and to get them out of that call it a rut or just a stuckness. Another side of that, I find that to women in particular, we often stop giving ourselves permission to actually think about ourselves and what we need and what, what's going to move us forward in our life. That's a big part where I focus as well is really getting women to the point where they notice that, that they haven't been giving themselves permission to actually think about themselves or move in a direction that excites them. And then we allow that Another part I see is we often, again, as women, don't receive. We give, we support others, but we often have trouble receiving ourselves, receiving help, receiving gifts, receiving compliments. And I'm as guilty as the rest of us because I see that in myself that I immediately go to give and help and support others. But when it comes to actually asking or accepting help myself, it's really difficult because I'm just not focused on that. I'm focused on helping others. So that's part of the other side that I look at. So again, that idea of full potential, I think is something we're always moving towards and that it's always shifting depending on where we're at in life and what we feel is the next best thing for us. I like what you've said. It's about us and not for anyone else because we have learned to do things together, but we must find a way to do things for ourselves. 
<laughs> Bella agrees with me. We will all experience decision points in our lives. Career change, retirement, relationship shift, lifestyle adjustment. Do we have an overarching purpose, vision to our lives throughout our lives? Or is it possible that our purpose and vision will change as we move forward in our timeline? Definitely. When we're younger and we've got small kids or starting a new career, priorities and our focus are on those things. When our kids are little, our focus is on keeping them safe and teaching them and giving them a wonderful life. And I think that is often when women start losing track of themselves, because that is such a huge part of our priorities, is making sure that our kids have the life that we want them to have. And then as we move on and the kids get older, then we have to start rediscovering what we actually were interested in doing again. A lot of women, when their kids are young, take jobs, they've got the flexibility they need, they've got, you know, they could do them part-time around the kids, but they're not necessarily what they wanted. As women get older and they have more time, they're able to focus on what they actually want to do. Again, whether it's starting a business, a different career, new hobbies, more traveling, those things like that do shift as we get older. One thing I really like to remind people is that we're never really too old to start something new, that we really have to plan to live into our 90s or even older. As far as mental health and even brain health itself, the more we learn and socialize and take on new things and new ideas, we keep our brain healthy and active. That helps our whole body and our all of our relationships. Everything stays healthier the more we can keep our brain learning and changing and adapting. How do we construct goals that are aligned with our values? Part of that is going back to allowing ourselves to actually do some reflection on ourselves. You know, going back to the idea of giving ourselves permission to really go there to think about what we really wanted and to think about what's that bigger picture, like not to be limited by where we're at right now and not to think in straight lines. So many things in life are not linear. It's not necessarily a step one, step two, step three. And especially in our lives where there's so many interacting parts of our life. I like to think about it more like a web where there's all these interacting pieces and that you're moving in a direction it's like, here's one phase, here's the next phase, now it's next. And we're always adjusting, correcting, post-correcting, kind of like the autopilot on a plane, right? So we know kind of what direction we're going. Sometimes it's things that bump us off track, whether it's an illness or something we need to take time off to do. And sometimes it's a new idea that we can then incorporate into our ideas and what we're doing next. So I think those things that adjust in our lives can't really be looked at as good and bad. They're a combination. I like to think about it as a web, not that linear. And I think that's one of the places, too, where community really comes into our growth. Different people help to bring in new ideas and new connections that can take us in a direction that we would never even know was possible before. It was outside of what we were seeing, what we were imagining. It's a whole new direction that we didn't even know was available to us. And that's the exciting part of life. You never know what's around the corner. And when you come around the corner and you see it, you say, aha, that's what it was all about. 
We live and work within a complex environment that is asking us to do more with shrinking resources. How do we experience these times of transition without losing our personal identity? That is a big one. And, and again, I think especially right now, there's been so many pressures and so many things that we've had to be adapting and adjusting and reworking our life. I think part of that keeps bringing me back to the idea that we need to be able to learn, unlearn, and relearn. And that that is so critical. I think back to Darwin and survival of the fittest. It's not survival of the fittest. It's survival of those that can adapt. Those that can learn, unlearn, relearn, readjust, shift. I think that's where we really need to keep focused on being adaptable. Whether we're a bird that gets different kinds of feathers so that it looks different and blends in somewhere. Or whether we grow a different beak to adapt to what we're eating next. I mean, evolution is adapting. And so to me, the survival of the those that can adapt and being able to adjust ourselves, what are my goals and what do I have to bring? What am I contributing? I think is another way that we can really keep focusing on who we are and what we bring to this world that we're living in right now. You write that when you choose to live a dream, you need a plan to make it come true. Once you have a plan, a coach or mentor will help you stick to it and get around obstacles. How can mentorship help? On one hand, pointing out things about ourselves that we don't even notice, those things that are natural skills and our brilliance that we often take for granted because they come so naturally to us. We don't see them as being valuable or see them as something that others might get a benefit from. It's like, well, doesn't everyone do that? Something that just is natural to everybody. Having a mentor, one of the things that they can do is point out to you and help you develop and encourage you on those things that you hadn't even noticed. That's, to me, a huge one. And the other one is connecting you with other people, bringing in new ideas. Adding new information, adding new support, I think is the other side of that. Reflecting what you haven't noticed about yourself and then bringing in other things to contribute to what you've already got. So having somebody else that we know we can feel safe in asking those questions and going in that direction. Creating that safe place for us to even do that inner work and to try new things and think about new things and have conversations about things that we hadn't gone in that direction before. Having someone that can create that safe place for us and hold us in that while we go through a change and an evolution. Could you tell us about being a global influencer? Because that seems to be the direction that is calling you. Yes, I, I think a lot of it has come from the connections that I've made, and I've really been reaching out and connecting with women that are doing different projects, women doing podcasting, women doing books. As you mentioned, I've got five books out right now. My next book that's coming out is an international project that I'm really excited about. I've really been making that effort to connect with women that are doing big projects, that are reaching wide. And like you were saying as well, that it's not so much about the numbers. It's not about, oh, I want to have a million followers. It's about having an impact in a positive way that reaches that ripple effect. To me, it's that ripple effect that I'm really trying to create. 
if I help one person, they help somebody else, and they help somebody else. So it might not even be me that's really in direct contact globally, but the impact that I'm having is rippling across to other people. And again, the books and the podcasts and those sorts of things that can reach an audience anywhere. And like a lot of us are trying to do, just get that positive energy and that encouragement and and reminding people that even though the media tells us all this doom and gloom, there's so much going on in the world that is good. There is so much positive that is going on. So the more we remind each other and focus on the good that's going on, let's focus on how we can contribute to what's happening and what's happening next. And one of the people I love listening to is Dr. Joe Dispenza. And like he says, too, the best way to predict the future is to create it. So don't be waiting for somebody else to do something, but get doing something. Get doing those things that are going in that direction that you want to take yourself and everyone that you're impacting. All the books that I've been involved in are all exactly that. They've been women sharing their own stories with the dream of impacting other women going through similar situations. So they'll know they're not alone and they'll know that there are strategies for getting out of situations. The last book I was in was called Invisible No More, Invincible Forevermore. And that whole book is stories of women that have gone through times in their life when they felt invisible and then how they got through that and created a life now that they are happy and excited about and, again, are helping other women to come through things themselves. There's just so many projects like that that I'm excited about helping in and working on and encouraging others to do the same because being involved in books, I find, is a dream that a lot of people have. But so many people just think that it's unattainable, that it's something that they could never do, when really it's a lot easier than they think it is. There's always somebody that can benefit from your story. Think of it like a snowball, you know, that ball rolling down the hill and just gathering more and more momentum and more and more snow, just growing and growing and growing. As we come to the end of our conversation, is there any last words that you would like to leave with us? Going back to focusing on community and really building a group around you that you feel supportive and that you feel allows you to try new things and encourages that, developing in different directions like we were speaking about. And I also wanted to offer, I've got a couple of gifts for the community if they're interested. One is an ebook that's just a simple read and the other one is just a free hour with me to start putting together a roadmap of how you're going to kickstart your life. I look forward to meeting the community and chatting more. So this has been great. Thank you very much for having me. You are doing some fabulous work and I am so glad we connected. What you are encouraging people to do, to tell their story, to live their story, to honor their story. And Bella has been a star. (laughs) You wanna see Bella? She was the only one in her litter that was like this, I call her strawberry blonde. She's very photogenic. Bella, I am so glad we were able to interview you as well. Wasn't she wonderful? I think she's telling me she needs to go walk in the sunshine. (laughs) All right, take care, we'll talk to you soon. Listeners, thank you for joining Kathy and me on Tea, Toast, and Trivia. And a special thank you, Kathy, for sharing your thoughts on how we can embrace the next chapter in our lives. Listeners, I invite you to meet up with Kathy on her website, Inspire Tenacity, and on her LinkedIn profile. 
I know you will find the conversation you are looking for. Until next time we meet, dear friends, keep safe and be well.